0: Knockers. Oh, thank you, Doctor.
1: Welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records, an hour of toe tapping music from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s with yours truly, Glenn Robison. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more on everything from Aeolian to Xenophone and by everyone from Aronson to Zerky. On this week's show, William A. Kennedy and Jimmy Durante have birthday segments. We'll have a vocabulary lesson, do some knocking, and hear some songs about Panthera Leo. Yesterday, February 11th, marked the birth in 1898 in New York City of William A. Kennedy to Daniel Kennedy and his wife Mary. This is another case of my being able to find very little about the birthday person, and I don't even have a date of death for him. I do know, however, that this William A. Kennedy is most certainly not to be confused with the William A. Kennedy of the banking firm of Kennedy Mitchell and Company, who fled to Spain in 1917 with about $200,000 of his depositors' money? Our William A. Kennedy's recording career began in 1922 with the musical Observer announcing William A. Kennedy broke into the phonograph game with Little Town in the Edo County Down. This is a good opening wedge for Mr. Kennedy. He is a tenor and has an Irish brogue that does not sound simulated. How about it, Mr. Kennedy? Are you from Ireland, or just clever in talking the language? In the mid-1920s, Kennedy was in vaudeville, and in June, starred in The Minstrel Boy, at the Palace Theatre in Indianapolis, described as the sweetest little playlet in vaudeville. A review in the March 22, 1930 issue of The Billboard was less kind, saying Kennedy is a radio singer featuring a broadcast each week and does well by it, but he certainly is not strong enough to command much of a vaudeville singing single. Endowed with a pleasing tenor, Kennedy jars, however, by using a corn-fed manner in his vocalizing. With that eliminated, he would do much better. More stage presence will come with more work. Well, we can't review his subsequent stage performances, but see what you think of these three recorded singing performances. ¶¶
2: Were blinking, Irish eyes were winking, on the night I never will forget. I remember, dearest, when the moon shone clearest, sweetheart, on the spot where we first met. At the end of i Or a tear drop should fall. When your sweet, lilting laughter's like some fairy song, and your eyes twinkle bright as can be, you should laugh all the while, and on other times smile, and now smile, smile. morning spring in the little Irish laughter you can hear the angels sing when Irish hearts are happy all the world seems bright and gay but when Irish hearts heart of the love in your heart and it makes even sunshine more bright like the linen sweet song crooning all the day long comes your laughter so tender and nice for the springtime of life is the sweetest of all there is ne'er a real care nor regret and when springtime is ours while all of youth's flowers Let us smile each chance we get When Irish eyes are smiling Sure it's like a morning spring In the lilt of Irish laughter You can hear the angels sing when I wish hearts are happy All the world seems right and gay But when I...
1: Three from William A. Kennedy. We began with At the End of an Irish Moonbeam from Columbia 2083 D, May 28, 1928. Ernie Golden wrote the music and Phil Ponce the words. Next was The Minstrel Boy written by Thomas Moore. Takes two and three from a September 9, 1926 session were issued on another Columbia 78, number 1232 D. And we finished up with a song that will be sung a lot next month, When Irish Eyes Are Smiling. William A. Kennedy sang the George Graff and Chauncey Alcott lyrics to Ernest R. Ball's tune on January 4th, 1926. It was issued on Columbia 1003-D, but also on the Foreign Series 33167-F for the Irish market. I'm Glenn Robison, and you and I are listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. Most of you have probably heard at least one of our special vocabulary lesson segments. Well, thanks to my wife, we have a little twist on the vocabulary lesson. A couple of weeks ago, she sent me the Scottish word of the day. No offense to singer of Irish songs William A. Kennedy, who we heard in the last segment, but as everyone knows...
3: If it's no Scottish, it's CLAP!
1: The Scottish word of the day is shugly, S-H-O-O-G-L-Y, which means wobbly or unstable. You know, like when you've had a wee bit too much scotch. So here's a set of rapidly rotating records about being shugly.
4: Oh, I got a gal right around my boat. She can make a canoe, I'll leave her on. Oh, I got a All the women and men and women And Bertie George is warm up a little Oh, come here, Mama, let me tell you too. You need to wear off no clothes, let's go down through But let me tell you, too, you need to wear off no clothes, let's
1: Wade and his Dixielanders with Mississippi Wobble, written by Alex Hill, who played piano in the group. That was recorded October 10, 1926 in Chicago and issued on Vocalion 1236. Jimmy Wade played trumpet and led groups in Chicago beginning around 1916. He traveled to the West Coast with blues singer Lucille Hegeman and played for a time in Seattle before moving to New York in 1919. Wade returned to Chicago around 1922. Before Mississippi Wobble was Georgia Wobble, performed by the Carroll County Revelers. The Revelers were Harry Chambly on guitar and vocal, violinist Jess Chambly, and John Patterson on banjo. That's from Vocalion 5433, made March 22, 1930, in Atlanta. Benny Moten's Kansas City Orchestra got things started with Elephant Swabble, a Moten original. OK 8100 was recorded in St. Louis, Missouri in September of 1923. That Scottish word of the day once again, Shugly. And remember,
3: if it's no Scottish, it's crap.
1: In researching last week's birthday segment for Carl Taika, I came across the record that is going to start off this segment. It was supposed to be part of a segment about comrades, but it's turned into a segment about knocking.
4: But if
3: him what he ought to do to gain the crown Lend a hand and do not fail to show him pity Always lift him up and never knock him down If he cannot pay his debts and feels disgusted If he's blue and hardly has a word to say Let him know you are his friend and can be trusted It will cheer this lonely fellow on his way If he finds it hard for him to keep his family Let a kind word greet his ear when he's around Don't say anything at all to make against him Always lift him up and never knock him down Everything's against him If he's failed in everything that he has tried Try to lift his load and help him bear his burden Let him know that you are walking by his side If he feels that all is lost and he is falling Try to place this poor man's feet on solid ground Just remember he's a mother's precious darling Always lift him up and
0: never
1: knock him down. American musician and singer-songwriter Alfred Reed was born June 15, 1880, in Floyd County, Virginia, and was blind from birth. He's best known for his song How Can a Poor Man Stand Such Times and Live, which in 2020 was added to the Grammy Hall of Fame. And what a different world it would be if everyone followed the advice in Blind Alfred Reed's song Always Lift Him Up and Never Knock Him Down. That was recorded December 19, 1927 and issued on Victor 21360. As well as Bluebird B 5882. Before Alfred Reed, Libby Holman asking, Who's that knocking at my door? That's from Brunswick 3667 A, recorded September 28, 1927. I last played Knock at the Door in 2018 by the Varsity Eight. We started off this knocking segment with the musical Comrades and their version being heard on the show for the first time. That's from a Tremont, 78, number 491. Knock at the Door was composed by Art Castle and Frank H. Clark, with the words by the comedy team of Oli Olson and Chick Johnson, more formally, John Siggard Olson and Harold Ogden Johnson. Tremont Records were produced in 1924 and 1925 by the Cameo Record Corporation for the American Record Manufacturing Company of Framington, Massachusetts. I'm Glenn Robinson, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. As you're listening to the original Sunday night over-the-air broadcast of this show on KISL, my wife and I are enjoying a lovely 46th anniversary dinner at Tex Restaurant, T-A-I-X, the oldest French restaurant in Los Angeles established in 1927. This after seeing The Lion King at the Pantages Theater, my anniversary gift to her. I know, what a guy, huh? So here's a set of rapidly rotating records about lions, beginning with Emmett Miller and Dan Fitch.
5: Hey, you you can't come up in this dance hall. uh uh-huh. How come I can't come in there? You just ain't permitted to come in here, that's all. Well, listen your big boy. Let me tell you something right now. If I don't come in there, there ain't nobody coming out. Why don't you go and get yourself a job. You're the most no count man I ever saw. I'm I'm looking for a job right now. Yeah, hey, you looking for a job and praying that you won't find one. You want a job. I got a good job for you. You can just go with me. Well, what is that? On down to the zoo. Down to the which? Down to the zoo. Well, what, what cage are you going to be in? Oh, I ain't going to be in no cage. I'm a moving picture man. I want to make a moving picture of you in a lion's cage. Brother, if you ever do remember taking a picture of me in a lion's cage, it'll be moving all right. Well, that old lion can't hurt you. I, I know he can't hurt me. I I, I he's out to make me hurt myself. He can't even catch you. I know it. I, I just don't want him running after me, that's all. That, that old lion was raised on milk. So was I, but I eat and eat now. Why, the old lion's tame. He'll eat right off your hands. Yeah, yeah, anywhere else. He, he, he don't care where he eats. Why, the old lion couldn't bite you. He ain't got a tooth in his head. Yeah, but, but he could gum me to death. I ain't messing with no lion. That lion don't eat dark meat. Yeah, but about the time he started at me, he liable to go colorblind. Them lions don't mess with you. All you got to do is just look him right straight in the eye and let him know you ain't afraid of him. Oh, man, don't you know if I look that lion in the eye, he wouldn't believe me. You know that. Now, let me get you straightened out on this thing. All I want you to do is just to snap you as you goes in the lion's cage. Well, 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 brother, you you better snap me as I go in, because you you'll never focus me coming out. Yeah, uh-huh, anyhow, I I was just kidding you. I, I, I ain't I ain't afraid of no lion. In fact, I, I used to be a lion tamer. Is that so? Yes, sir. How you go about handling one? Oh well, I'd I walk, walk in the lion's cage and look the lion in the face and say, Lonnie, Yeah, just just let him know I ain't afraid of him. That's all you gotta to do to a lion. Suppose that lion makes a jump at you, I just reach back on my neck and grab a handful of perspiration and throw it in his face. How you know there's gonna be perspiration back in your neck? Oh, it'll be there. I don't worry. <laughs>
6: After twelve, said Jones, and I must run home like a deer, my wife gets wild when one o'clock draws near, and Brownie says you haven't any spunk at all, you ought to be ashamed, why don't you do like me, I've got mine tame. come on around the block with me, you timid little mouse. I will try and show you how a man goes in his house He went in like a lion, a wild, raven lion And when he got inside, he slammed the door He says, well, here I am, and I don't give a continental Then he gave an awful roar But a great big cup of moco hit him on the cocoa Followed by some huckleberry jam and as she gently pulled out all the whiskers on his chin, She whispered, I'm a better man than you are, little Jim. He went in like a lion, a wild, raven lion. When she got through, he came out like a lamb. When Brown came out, he said, old man, she sure did beat you up. Look out, old man, here comes another cup, heads up. When I went in she threw her arms around my neck And then she pitched you out an awful wreck But are you going to stand for that? And Brownie answered no Just watch me going in again and then stick for the show He went in like a lion, a wild raven lion He heard a record play in a home sweet home he said, I love that tune, she says, you can have it, kid, as she bounced that record off his dome. She chased him out like bubbles, he packed up all of his troubles, that long, long trail him an awful slam. She had him chasing rainbows as that record flew like rain She says goodbye forever, wait until we meet again He went in like a lion, a wild raven lion When she got through he came out like a lamb He went in like a lion, a wild raven lion And when he got inside he slammed the door He says well here I am and I don't give a continental, then he gave an awful roar. But a great big cup of moco hit him on the cocoa, followed by some huckleberry jam. And as she gently pulled out all the whiskers on his chin She whispered, I'm a better man than you are, little Jim He went in like a lion, a wild, raving lion When she got through, he came out like a lamb ¶¶
1: The Lion and the Lamb, a piano duo by Willie the Lion Smith and Joe Bushkin with George Wetling on drums. Minerva Pius wrote The Lion and the Lamb. The label of Commodore 520B says recorded electrically February 1942, but the discographies say November 30th, 1938. Billy Murray had a hit with He Went In Like a Lion and Came Out Like a Lamb, written in 1919 by Andrew B. Sterling and Harry von Tilzer, but we heard a slightly different version, but the same basic idea, by the Carolina Buddies from Columbia 15663-D, made February 24, 1931. The Carolina Buddies were Norman Woodleaf, who wrote their version of the song, played violin, and sang. Odell Smith was the violinist. We started off with Emmett Miller and Dan Fitch, sounding very much like Moran and Mac, the two black crows, on The Lion Tamers. That's from OK41205, made June 12, 1928, and Emmett Miller wrote The Lion Tamers. The two black crows had their own routine about lions in their series of records in Part 3, titled All About Lions. Hard to believe, but he hasn't had his own birthday segment since 2002. So it's about time that we point out that last week, February 10th, marked the birth in 1893 in Manhattan's Lower East Side of James Francis Duranti to Bartolomeo Joseph Duranti, a barber, and Rosa Lentino. Better known as Jimmy, with a Y, he dropped out of school in the 8th grade when his schoolmates made fun of his big nose large ears and stuttering, and vowed that he would never make fun of anyone else but laugh at his own looks. As a child, he showed talent on the piano, and his parents had aspirations for him to enter the classical field. He, however, was more interested in ragtime and played in bars, clubs, and vaudeville shows as Ragtime Jimmy. In early 1916, he was working at the club Alamo in Harlem and put together a group called Jimmy Durante's Original Jazz Novelty Band. It was during this time he became known as the Schnazola, and his Fred Eddie Cantor, yes, that Eddie Cantor, suggested he liven up the act by standing up and throwing insults at his drummer. Audiences laughed, and the act got noticed. Convinced they could make much more money with their own club... Duranty, waiter Frank Nolan, singing waiter Eddie Jackson and his partner Harry Harris opened the club Durant. Soft shoe dancer Lou Clayton bought out Harris and joined Durante and Jackson on the stage in a raucous comedy and music act that was an immediate sensation. When Duranty got an offer to go to Hollywood, Clayton and Jackson went along as manager and writer. Durante contracted with MGM, and it was in the 1934 picture Palooka that the song Inka Dinka was introduced, becoming his signature song for the rest of his life. In the 1940s, Durante was on radio and made a successful transition to television, recreating his Club Durant act. The show ended with Durante walking into successively distant spotlights until he disappeared, turning to the audience and saying, Good night, Mrs. Calabash, wherever you are. Jimmy married his first wife, Jeannie Olson, on June 19, 1921, and when she died on Valentine's Day, 1943, he was extremely distraught. The Mrs. Calabash line was a tribute to her, with Calabash, a deliberate mispronunciation of Calabasas, the town in California where they last lived. On December 14, 1960, in New York City, Duranty remarried Margaret Little, who had been a hat-check girl at the Copacabana Club. At age 70, Durante recorded an album of old standards for Warner Brothers titled September Song, which became a Top 40 hit. That same year, he made his final film, playing Smiler Grogan, who literally kicks the bucket in It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. Jimmy Durante himself kicked the bucket on January 29, 1980, in Santa Monica, and is buried in Holy Cross Cemetery in Culver City, California. Here are three from the schnozola, Jimmy Durante. Jack Roth, Johnny Stein, and Jimmy Durante sharing songwriting credit for I Ain't Never Had Nobody Crazy Over Me. It was performed there on June 1, 1923 by Joseph Samuels Orchestra, credited on the B-side of Regal 9501 as the Six Black Diamonds. Before that, Johnny Stein's original New Orleans jazz band, credited as Jimmy Durante's jazz band, on Jeanette 9045-B in May of 1920 with Why Cry Blues, written by Durante and Akeel Bakay, clarinetist in the band. We started our little tribute to Jimmy Durante with Julius Lensberg's Riverside Orchestra and I've Got My Habits On. Jimmy Durante composed the music, and the Chris Smith and Bob Schaefer lyrics were sung on Banner 1000 by Arthur Hall in November of 1921. I'm Glenn Robison, and I'm very pleased that you've spent this past hour with me listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week, and as always, I thank you for your very kind attention.